One Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and movie DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Welcome once again to another episode of On Screen and Beyond. I'm Brian, going to be giving you information about uh, movies, remakes, uh, sequels, TV on DVD, and movies coming out on DVD. And uh, we've got a lot of other things coming your way in this episode. We have an interview with none other than Debbie Derryberry, the voice of Jimmy Neutron, and a whole bunch of other things. And uh, Debbie's interview, um, she tells us a lot of different things about she, she things she's done, and she talks about uh, when she was doing... Uh, a live action movie, and uh, she gets into uh, uh, telling us all about that. She did the stunt work, sort of like for that movie, and um, you want to uh, listen to that because it's very interesting. And let's see, what else do we got up uh, coming up on April sixteenth? A very short time from now, I will be over at the California Independent Film Festival in the Livermore area, outside of San Francisco. And uh, that's a lot of fun going to that, and hope to see you uh, there. Uh, if some of you can make it, that'd be good. And let's see, what else we got coming up? Oh, on our webpage, talking about film festivals, we're going to have a new page coming up very shortly, uh, listing film festivals around the country, or around the world for that matter. If anybody would like to send me information, uh, you can send it to feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. And I will have a page that will list film festivals uh, for any film festivals that are going on that uh, you want to let me know about. If you're running a film festival and you want to sort of get another group of people to hear about it, um, you might want to send me that information. I'll put a link to your film festival and uh, we can um, see if we can get some more people to head over there because they're a lot of fun. If you haven't been to one, um, they are really a lot of fun to, to go to. And you see a lot of good films and... Um, you also get to meet some of the stars if they show up and uh, things like that. So uh, check that out on our webpage at onscreenandbeyond.com. Uh, like I say, if you are organizing a film festival or have one going on, uh, send me the information. And our poll question. Uh, I have a new one that I'm going to put up. And uh, this one is sort of like uh, going to help me to decide what to, who you want me to interview uh, of course, it depends on who I get, too. That's uh, kind of difficult sometimes. But um, anyways, I kind of want to know what type of interviews do you prefer? Do you prefer interviews, one, would be TV celebrities, movie celebrities, music celebrities, or just any celebrities, whatever you like. Um, so those are the four choices, and that's on our poll question on onscreenandbeyond.com. On the front page, scroll down to the bottom, and there you'll find that. And uh, if you could uh, check that off to sort of help me out and decide, you know, who 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 would you like to hear from? Uh, you know, hear from TV, movie, music. Uh, I, I sort of can track that a little bit um, and get a feel by uh, the downloads and things. Uh, but uh, I kind of like to hear from you what you would like to hear. Uh, and then maybe the next time we do a poll, we'll break it down. If you know, if everybody says uh, you know movie, uh, then we'll sort of break that down. Or if they say TV or music, you know, do you want to hear newer actors or do you want to hear older actors or, older, or actors from past movies and things like that or past TV shows? Uh, you know, what what is your interest there? And I want to know that. 
And uh, let's see, I think that's about it. But uh, once again, if you are going to be in the Livermore area of uh, California, and uh, on April 16th to the 20th, uh, I will be there, and you'll see me. I'll have the on-screen Beyond shirt on uh, uh, and probably having my microphone. I'm going to try to do a uh, not a live broadca- podcast broadcast, but um, because obviously I can't do that. Uh, but what I am going to try to do, I'm going to talk to some of the people uh, who are at the uh, festival and uh, some of the people who are... Uh, like I say, attending, or some of the people who are actually involved with the pictures that are being shown and things like that, and um, do a quick, com- you know, combining it and uh, get it out uh, as a podcast, uh, maybe that week, you know, um, get it right out there and sort of be as close to live as I possibly can do. It's, uh, that's, you know, it can be kind of difficult because I'm always running around and everything, but... Um, I think that might be fun if I can do that. Uh, just get an idea of what people are, you know, watching, and you know, as far as the, at the festival, what types of movies are they looking at? The documentaries are they looking at the, the dramas or the comedies or the the kids movies? There's all sorts of things that are going on there, and um, so maybe uh, one night at the there's a party they have late at night um, after everything is done, and uh, I'll go around with my microphone and see if I can get some people to give their opinions and. Um, then I'll see if uh, late, late at night I can edit it and get it out there and put it up and see what we can come up with. All right, so anyways, that's what's coming up uh, shortly, hopefully, on On Screen and Beyond. But I think it's about just about time now to get into the remake madness because it has not stopped. It's coming your way right here next on On Screen and Beyond. Please hang up and try again. Remake madness continues, and it looks like Jerry Bruckheimer is setting out to bring back... Hi-ho, Silver, the Lone Ranger. That's right, the Lone Ranger and Tonto may be coming our way on the big screen as Jerry Bruckheimer starts looking at making a new movie of that, a new version of that. And let's see, MTV The Hills may be remade from a TV show to a movie. And the TV show, which is a spin-off of uh, Laguna Beach, which is also on MTV, uh, is, uh, it's in the works. It's a possibility. And uh, let's see, Will Ferrell is remaking the old TV show Land of the Lost. He's making it into a a movie, and it's actually shooting now. And uh, that's coming up. And 1986's Short Circuit. Remember that? With the robot, Johnny Five, and all that. Um, It's about a military robot who acquires feelings. And uh, that may be going down the pike and being sent to you as a remake once again. So those are some of the things that are coming your way as far as Remake Madness. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, upcoming movies that uh, might be made, could be made, maybe they'll be made, we don't know. But just uh, remember that anything as far as the remakes and the upcoming movies and the sequels, these are things that are in the pipeline, but you never know for sure if they could be tanked or dumped or whatever you want to call it uh, at any time. But I'm just sort of giving you an idea of what's coming down the pike. And most like most of the time these come out. Sometimes they're a little delayed, but uh, they do come your way eventually. All right, and that's uh, upcoming movies coming up next on On Screen and Beyond. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Upcoming movies. Let's see. It looks like Stan Lee, the creator of Spider-Man, and Disney are teaming up and combining forces for a three-movie possible deal, one being Detective Nick Ratchet, and the other is an action-adventure movie called Blaze, and the third one, Tigress. It's about a woman with tiger-like instincts. And then look for Bruce Willis. He's going to have a new movie coming out, and it's just on the horizon. It's called Surrogates. Willis steps out of his usual movie mold that he's in, and this time, believe it or not, he plays a cop. Ooh, that's way out. Um, Anyways, uh, he will be playing a cop, and it's set in the future. That's called Surrogates. And 2009 will bring us Splicers with Adrian Brody as a scientist who has learned to create a new species by combining human and animal DNA. And look for Universal. They're working on a biopic about Neil Armstrong. It will take a look into the life of the first man to walk on the moon. And Superbad seems to be the next spoof movie victim uh, by the people who brought you Meet the Spartans and Epic Movie. Alright, so that's going to be a a wild one, I'm sure. And then look for Steve Martin and Diane Keaton. They're going to team up once again in a new movie called One Big Happy. All right, And it's a family comedy, and that's coming your way in a few years, probably, for a year, year or so, uh, as they start making that. All right, coming up next, we head down to Sequel City for sequels right here on Screen and Beyond. <laughs> And in the Sequel City Zone, we have Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. It looks like it's in the sequel or remake stages. Um, You can look for it to be modernized, and they're going to be taking place uh, where the original left off, supposedly. So technically, I guess you would call it a a sequel, but it's not going to have any of the original people in there. So it's eh, sequel, remake, whatever you want to call it. And let's see, Inside Man 2 is in the script writing stage. The original, in 2006, starred Denzel Washington, Jodie Foster, and Clive Owen. And Hellboy 2, which hits theaters this July, has trailers available on the internet right now. All right, and that's uh, just about it for sequels from On Screen and Beyond. Coming up next, TV on DVD. TV on DVD, well, it looks like on July 8th, Canon Season 1, Volume 1 hits stores, and it stars, of course, William Conrad. Season 4 of Rescue Me, starring Dennis Leary, will be in stores on June 3rd. And my boys, the complete first season has a June 10th release date. And Warner's animated series, The Batman, the complete fifth season, will be hitting stores on July 22nd, and Get Smart, the complete series. All right, now this is kind of confusing because uh, it it makes it sound like it's the original Get Smart, but it is not, all right? That is still only available, I believe, from Time Life, 
Um, and that's a complete series, and it's real expensive and everything. They haven't cut it down. But um, this is Get Smart, the complete series. Uh, it's not the original, like I said. It's the poor attempt back in 1995 to resurrect the show. And it did star Don Adams and Barbara Feldon. And uh, it brought to you uh, Andy Dick. And uh, that will be in stores on June 3rd. And now it's... <laughs> Like I said, it, it was a poor attempt to remake the Get Smart series, um, and it, it only lasted seven episodes. So it's all they're having is seven episodes uh, of this uh, flop show that they made. And uh, I guess they're sticking in a couple other things that uh, are, are on the special stuff, you know. And uh, it's, uh, meh, you know, it's... <laughs> I guess if you want to watch seven episodes of it, it's there. And let's see, what else we got? The new show, Lipstick Jungle, with Brooke Shields, will hit stores on DVD on May 27th. All right, and now we're going to move into movies on DVD that are coming out. And we look for May 6th, P.S. I Love You, starring Hilary Swank and Gerard Butler. On May 13th, for those of you that like uh, the older stuff, there's Frank Sinatra and Gene Kelly Collections. It's going to have On the Town, Anchors Away, and Take Me Out to the Ball Game with Frank Sinatra and Gene Kelly, of course. And on May 13th, Untraceable, the thriller, which was starring Diane Lane, comes out. And, of course, on May 20th, you have National Treasure, Book of Secrets. And on June 3rd, The Eye, starring Jessica Alba. And Parker Posey hits DVDs, the stores on DVD, of course. All right, and that's about it. Uh, right now, from the movies on DVD, and coming up next, our interview with Jimmy Neutron. Actually, Debbie Derryberry, as she tells us all about uh, her voiceovers for animation that she does, and she also talks about her singing career, and she also talks about her live movie career, and it's a really interesting uh, information that she gives us, and it's all coming up next right here on On Screen and Beyond. My guest on On Screen and Beyond is uh, the voice of Jimmy Neutron, Debbie Derryberry. Hey, Hello. Brian. How are you? Good. You? Good. Thanks. Debbie, looking at your information about what you've done on, on films and, and TV and everything, I mean, you've done just about every single Disney, Nickelodeon. I mean, it's amazing what you've done. <laughs> oh, you make it sound better than it is. <laughs> now, I've done a lot of cartoons, Brian. I do a lot on, um, well, Jimmy Neutron, of course, is on Nickelodeon and Clay is the host of Playhouse Disney, and on PBS Sprout, I have Curious George on right now, and I've been doing it for like 15 years, so I suppose there are a lot of cartoons I've done. How did you start? Did you just wake up one morning and say, I want to do that? <laughs> yeah, I just woke up, I got in my car, and I, I went and worked. No. <laughs> um, I've been a singer. I was a pre-med at UCLA, and of course, the next step is to move to Nashville to pursue country music. That's usually the way it goes, right? <laughs> and um, let's see. I got my first TV series in Nashville as a boy. I was a 10-year-old boy clown dressed up as a, a clown son. That was weird with Jim Varney. Hey, Vern, it's Ernest. And then yep. I moved back to Los Angeles and got a voice agent. And uh, 
sort of started doing cartoons then, and it was just one thing after another ever since. I, I left country music about uh, two years ago and went into children's music, mm -hmm. since I have a, um, a five-year-old now, and I just sing to preschoolers, and I have my CD out. And uh, What's the name of it? It's called What a Way to Play, and you can get it on my website. Can I say that here? Oh, yes, yes. com. I better spell it for you. It's kind of strange. D-E-B-I-D-E-R-R-Y-B-E-R-R-Y.com. And it has won a bunch of awards, and I just love what I'm doing. Um, on the satellite charts for Kid Stuff Serious Radio mm -hmm. and XM, um, my songs are like in the top 40. Wow. Who would have thunk? I should have <laughs> left country music years ago. <laughs> so you, you were in a band? Mm-hmm. In, in, in I was in uh, Honey Pig. It was sort of like a, a Dixie Chick type country trio, and we pursued that for a six or seven years and I decided to go solo and that's when the music kind of really took off and I just recorded all these songs I've been writing all these years uh, in fact one of them my dog's my buddy I wrote when I was nine years old and mm. it's on the top 40 charts right now wow yeah it's kind of very exciting and I'm still auditioning for lots of cartoons uh, I have a movie coming out called Legend of Secret Path and um, like I said Curious George is running right now I'm doing video games and Jimmy Neutron now and again, but pretty much we're done with that. And I have another series running called Zatch Bell on Cartoon Network. I play a little um, a little boy with kind of superpower Momoto kid. It's an animated Japanese thing. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, I'm staying busy. That's good. Most people probably don't understand how the... <laughs> If this was video, you'd see what Debbie was doing, but unfortunately, um, the uh, I lost my train of thought now. <laughs> um, the uh, I'm gonna have to do some editing on this one. <laughs> Did um, most people probably don't know what goes on behind to make the voiceover um, of, a, of a movie. They probably figure it's done after and all this stuff. So uh, can you give us an idea of how long it takes and what you're doing when you do that? Let's see. Um, I'd say on, like on Jimmy Neutron and um, any of the cartoons that are made uh, here in the United States, even though the animation might be done elsewhere, you record the voice first. And that way the actor sort of gets the chance to uh, be creative and uh, improvise as opposed to something like a Zatch Bell which is an anime and it's dubbed and the animation's already done and by the time it gets to you you're sort of married to the lip flaps and have to uh, you know match whatever time you have to say whatever they need to say that um, must be difficult it is it's it's a little more technical and it's kind of harder to inject acting and improvisa improvisation into something when you're um, when your boundaries are so squashed, but in the ones where you do the the voice first, then it's way too fun. Especially, I mean, so many of the voice actors just crack me up. I can't be in the room with them for too long. They make me laugh too hard. It's absolutely hilarious. And then the writers can take back the voices that we've done, and, you know, they'll animate to us. And we sort of have that freedom to to cut up and have that camaraderie and 
It's really fun. And plus you can go to work in your jammies. <laughs> now, do you um, – most of them, do you do with the crowd, the whole crowd of uh, other voiceover people or do you do um, them individually th- or – I think it's probably the engineer's nightmare when the producer and director want to do an ensemble recording, but it's so much more fun for the actors when you do have the ensemble yeah. because, you know, you kind of take off each other and and you get a lot more, uh, I don't know, humor injected into it. I'd say for the most part we kind of record separately or just a few of us because everybody's so busy you can't get them all together at the same time. I'm sure, yeah. But with Jimmy Neutron, we pretty much had full casts. Oh, you did? All the, the time. Yeah. yeah. So Rob That's Paulson was there? Oh, and, yeah. Rob and, and Jeff Garcia and Crystal Scales and Carolyn Lawrence, who's also on SpongeBob. Um, yeah. And Mark DiCarlo, Megan Kavanaugh. We all were there at the same time. That must have been, been fun. Oh, like a party. <laughs> So um, you mentioned your your new movie. It, it was a movie or TV show? It's a movie. movie? It's a feature. Yeah. Um, can you tell us a little about what it's about? And oh, I could, Brian, but then I'd have to hurt you. Well, that's, that's why. I don't know if there's any <laughs> secret things that can't be revealed or anything like that. Secret of Legend Pass. Yeah, I play a funny little lamb who's very bouncy and clueless. Um, it'll be a really cute little animated feature. Um, that's about all I can tell you about for now because it's still... Uh, being edited in post-production. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they have their distribution in place yet, but they will. I'm just really busy with the kids' music. And if anybody, uh, if you want to go to my, to my website and hear clips of the music, you can buy it there on the website. And um, it makes great gifts. It's for two- to six-year-olds uh, or seven. It's just very, very groovy music. Um and there's a list of my concerts there, so people can come and hear the concerts. They're about 40 minutes long and, and really just geared to preschool, kindergarten, first grade. Mostly in California area? Oh, no, you know yeah. what? I do concerts everywhere. Oh, you do? Uh-huh. Yeah. I've been to Virginia and, wow. um, let's see, Tennessee. I've been to, uh, gosh, so many places. Um, I just can't keep them all straight. It kind of is a big blur. Yeah, but you can see on the website where I'll be. Now, when you go to those concerts, um, I'm, I'm sure the kids love to hear your music. But do, do they sometimes want to hear the voice? Oh, know, the yeah. The different voices or Jimmy Neutron or anything I, like I that? incorporate all of that into the whole show. They get to hear Jimmy Neutron and Clay from Playhouse Disney. And they get to hear, you know, me meow. And they get to practice their barking. Because I'm also on the show Oswald the Octopus. I play the dog. And he's all uh, like, and then in Curious George, I just is, I'm Neoki, this cute little cat who just meows a lot. And I also play this teeny baby cat. Let me see if I can get the baby one out. Isn't he cute? (laughs) And then I do Jimmy Neutron and Clay from Playhouse Disney. La, 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 la. The kids must be thrilled when they see see you up there. You know, it just freaks them out. I think they're mortified more than anything. (laughs) (laughs) What? Jimmy Neutron's a girl? (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure that surprises everybody (laughs) a lot, too, yeah. Yeah. You know, we got to drag them into reality, tell them how it really works. (laughs) 
and I show them how a microphone works and how it amplifies your voice, and they get to practice doing things and uh, talking like different characters. It's so you, fun. So you may be training the next, yeah, the next era is. of, of uh, voiceover <laughs> actors. Right. I'm getting them prepared to take over when I retire and move to the Bahamas. <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> Let's go. The plane's waiting. So... Um, you, you, it sounds like you know you really enjoy doing that. Do you have a preference of uh, the voiceover being in a studio or being live with the you know with the audience? Is there a you know as long there? as people are clapping for me, I'm happy. I don't care what I'm doing. <laughs> I really love them both. I've always done music, so of course that's where my passion is. But acting is so much fun, and I really enjoy that too. You know. I can't say I like one more than the other. They're both great, and I'm really lucky, and don't think for one minute I take any of it for granted. I'm very grateful every moment. It's now, all wonderful. And you've done in front of the camera. Yeah. Too. Now, most of my on-camera work has been uh, as a boy, because um, as you can't see, but I'm pretty tiny, um, about the size of a 10-year-old boy. I did that movie Free Willy. I was the body stunt double, so he didn't ever ride the whale. That was me. I did a TV series with Jim Varney called Hey Vern, It's Ernest, where I played the 10-year-old clown boy. And then I did a series of commercials with Duracell where I was this battery-powered little boy in funny makeup, five hours of makeup, actually. And uh, I talked like this boy, and I looked like this boy. Um, you know, the list goes on. So you actually got to ride on a killer whale? Pretty much, yep. That was me. Seven huh. weeks I spent on his back. How was that? It was amazing. <laughs> I mean, what can you say? I was in the tank with a killer whale for seven weeks, and he's great. He was like the biggest, smartest dog you ever, ever knew. Huh. It was such a great experience, and he got to be so famous. That whale was so famous. And then they moved him up to uh, Iceland, and that's where he uh, had his final days. Hmm. But, yeah, he probably had the most interesting life of any whale on the planet ever. Keiko was his name, yeah. not Willie. Right, yeah. Now, are they – the feel of a um, whale is similar to a dolphin? I've, I've, I happened to go someplace where we had a chance to go in the water with mm -hmm. a dolphin, and, and they were like a – all I could think of was like a – like a raincoat that's been put into the, to the water, and it's it's slippery, but you yeah, know, it, you know, this like must a, be um, like a big wet tire. Yeah, that's sort of what it's like. It's like if we could invent or have children's playground equipment made out of something that felt like a whale, a wet whale. <laughs> I think no one would ever get hurt. They are so cool feeling. Um, it's just an amazing uh, composition, whatever they're made of. He didn't like it when you walked on him barefoot, though. You had oh, really? to wear socks, <clears throat> not shoes, but just like, you know, regular athletic socks. Otherwise, it would irritate his skin. He had sort of, Keiko had sort of a skin condition at the time. Hmm. And there are certain places you couldn't touch him, and because where their eyes are located, there was stuff to learn about, uh, you know, handling him and um, when you could be near his mouth and when you couldn't. And Not at supper time, right? <laughs> <laughs> supper time! <laughs> but he was very careful with me, and I was pretty much his 
prop. I mean, there were trainers. I'm not a whale trainer. I just was the prop, and the trainers would tell him what to do with me, and he'd come over and, you know, push me around the tank, lift me up from the bottom, you know, take me on trips around the ta- on the surface of the tank. Um, you must have had a great time doing oh. that. must have been quite an experience. I have the best pictures. It was amazing. I mean, how many people get to say they rode a killer whale? Now, did you get thrown in the air, or, or did they go up and splash into the water, any of those things, or was it mainly the riding that you did? Um, we didn't do any jumping. It was mostly surfing, um, you know, where you're balancing on his back. And yeah. I had so many years in gymnastics that that was um, pretty easy but uh, really fun. Um, I did, there was a mimicking dance we did where I'd spit and he'd spit and I'd spin and he'd spin. and hmm. But none of that pushing stuff that you see them do at SeaWorld. Yeah. Where you actually I, get, I can see you flying up in the oh, air. Oh, I'd love to have done that. It really? just wasn't part of the uh, part of the act for that movie. Huh. Oh. And it was really great. There was this one scene where Keiko had to uh, rescue the boy. He falls and trips and hits his head and sinks to the bottom of the swimming pool. And then Keiko comes and sticks his nose under the boy and brings him up to the surface. And that was me, and we had to shoot it in the middle of the night because it was supposed to be dark. Keiko was tired. I was tired. It was freezing. I don't know if you can imagine a whale swims in really cold water. Mm -hmm. And so it's not like I could wear a big wetsuit. I had this tiny little shorty wetsuit, and it was the middle of the night, and I was freezing, hanging on to the drain of a 18 feet down in a whale tank, and then I'd hear the director say, whale is approaching. And I'd have to let go of the grate of the drain and float up and let that whale stick his snout right in my tummy and bring me up to the surface and not breathe the whole time. It was kind of scary. I didn't have any air. I'd have this this one little regulator that I'd take a a snort of air from, and then they'd pull the hose away, and there I'd be 18 feet under the water with a killer whale and no air and and hope everything went okay. (laughs) It was great. It sounds like it was was fun. A little bit of a rush, yeah. Yeah. So every time there was a problem, or not a problem, but something that could be a little bit dangerous, they'd the director would say, hey, bring Debbie out here. <laughs> That's, That's right. Yeah. No, they were great. They had two doc- two or three doctors on deck. They had a, a portable jacuzzi to bring me back up to temperature because I'd get so cold. They were very um, cautious, had all the all the things in place to, to be really responsible and careful. It was good. No accidents at all. And this was all done in, like, at a tank at SeaWorld type thing? You know, that yeah, it was down in thing. Mexico uh, City at one of their like SeaWorld type parks. Yeah, but it was all done in, mm-hmm. in the tank itself. Yeah. Yep. So, but they still keep the water very cold. Yeah, whales have to have cold water. Yeah. Really cold water. <laughs> that was pretty much the funnest job. Although voiceover is so great, too, and now that I have a kid, it's just I've had a heck of a fun, fun time doing this. It sounds like you've done so much, and it's it's uh, you have a, have a good... You sound like you enjoy what you're doing. I do. Yeah, so... And I love to cook. Did you know I'm a really good cook? So do I hear a cookbook or something coming up? You know what? I, I did start a cookbook. It's just not finished yet um, because I do a lot of vegetarian cooking. I do a great tofu carrot raisin pancakes. I have to get that protein into my son somehow. So I put tofu in just about everything. I know you didn't ask. Sorry, Brian. No, that's no. Just it's digressing. <laughs> going on and on. No, it's interesting. It's interesting. Right. And if anybody wants to ask me questions, they can just email me at debbie at debbiederryberry.com, and um, they can get their autographed pictures there as well. There's a whole PayPal link, and they can get their CDs there. 
and I usually respond to every single email myself. So um, I'll I'll be there if you want to talk to me. Well, Debbie, I want to thank you. It's it's, it's very interesting. And, uh, well, thank you, Brian. This it. has been fun. <laughs> All right, thank you. Okay, I got a blast. Bye. And once again, I want to thank Debbie Derryberry for taking the time to sit down and talk with us uh, about her career and her singing career and uh, her voiceovers and uh, Jimmy Neutron and Clay and all those other things that she's involved in. She's a, a really nice person, and if you ever get the chance to meet her, you know, don't be afraid to say hi because she is a very, very nice and approach, approachable person. All right, uh, let's see. Uh, episode 12 is going to be the next episode coming your way. Um, it, uh, Like I say, it may be the episode where I do sort of like a live, fast podcast of uh, people at the California Independent Film Festival, which will be coming up on April 16th through the 20th in Livermore, California, outside of San Francisco. And uh, they go to the wineries and have some films showing at the wineries in their, in their uh, places where they put their barrels and things like that. And uh, it's, it's really kind of a neat thing. And you, they have wine tasting and all that sort of stuff. So um, it's a lot of fun and a uh, nice turnout for those things. So if you're going to be there, uh, hope to see you there. Say hi to me. Um, I'll be running around with my microphone and my on-screen Beyond t-shirt. You can't... Uh, not t-shirt, but polo shirt, whatever. And, um, you know, stop by, say hi, and uh, maybe we can uh, get you to say something on the on the uh, recorder here, and we'll put you up on the podcast. So, that's about it for now. Um, once again, I do want to remind you, of course, about the uh, poll that's on OnScreenAndBeyond.com. And the question is, what type of interviews do you prefer on OnScreenAndBeyond? Do you, would you rather hear more TV celebrities? More movie celebrities, more music celebrities, or just any celebrities is fine. All right? And um, then we can cut that down when we find out what you prefer and find out if you want to hear the older actors or the younger actors or the newer actors or whatever's going on. All right? And one other thing, of course, is uh, we are going to be having web pages, a web page on On Screen and Beyond dedicated to film festivals. Now, these aren't going to be the huge ones, of course, you know, like Sundance and uh, uh, what else, uh, Tribeca or anything like that. But the smaller ones that uh, go on all over the, the all over the country and all over the world, for that matter. So um, I've had some uh, emails from people from Brazil and uh, uh, from China and all all over the place. So uh, you know, give me a give me a note uh, and say hi. And uh, if you are involved with the film festival, let me know when it is. Give me a link, and uh, I will connect to your your uh, film festival so people can find out about it and find out where you are on the web and all that. Um, and if they can't actually make it there, well, they'll they'll go to your website and and uh, see what they can do about, uh, you know, getting information about it. All right, maybe someday they'll head over there. Who knows? But uh, that's about it for now from On Screen and Beyond. This is Brian Zemrak saying take care. Uh-huh.